everybody. It's Microphones of Madness. I'm Rodney. Over there, Steve. Hey. And today we are still in the role-playing mood. Uh, we are talking the Punk Town role-playing uh, source book for 6th edition Call of Cthulhu and BRP. Uh, this was published uh, late last year, I believe. Uh, yeah, well, I think uh, in August or September. All right. Yeah, so, later. so like, yeah, third, fourth quarter, something like that, uh, of last year, uh, by Chronicle City. Uh, this book has a little bit of a history going to it, but uh, we'll get into that as we're talking about it. Um, for those of you who don't know, Punk Town is the creation of author Jeffrey Thomas, a friend of the show. Uh, he's provided us with many hours of reading pleasure. Uh, with his punk town stories and novels. Mm -hmm. uh, so, Among other know, things. Mm -hmm. So we were pretty excited back in 2012 when it was announced that this uh, this game, was this setting was going to be created um, just to see what it is. Well, we actually had uh, Jeffrey on the show four years ago because mm -hmm. um, he was talking about um, a comic book or a graphic novel project. Yes. Um, that was going on. He had mentioned this during that interview, mm -hmm. and uh, we we were we were rightfully excited about it. And um, he let it slip that he doesn't play games, but right. um, but but conceded that it would make a good um, uh, just setting to play games in. Mm -hmm. Now now, just because he said couple times to us that he doesn't play games does not mean we didn't try to get him to run one That's <laughs> <right>. <laughs> excuse me um yeah like we said this 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 book has a bit of a history um it was originally kickstarted in 2012 by miskatonic river press um successful kickstarter some things happened and it ended up not getting published, kind of languishing in development hell for a little while. Right. Um, Chronicle City ah. picked it up and and published it um, late last year. Yeah, apparently, um, according to blogs, uh, Miskatonic River Press uh, was just stopped because the the publisher um, had a day job that he wanted to be able to keep up with, and it was right. just too much. Yeah. And, which is kind of a shame because uh, MRP was definitely uh, the source of a couple of my favorite books, uh, primarily a season in Carcosa, which is, I think, one of the best anthologies around still. Yeah, so. But uh, it, it, this was going to, originally this was going to be the last project that they were going to publish uh, but I guess it was too much um, so they the ball was picked up by Chronicle City and um, lo and behold uh, five years later we have a book and let's talk about this book shall we yes let's um, um, do you want to start or should I um Jeffrey Thomas wrote two short stories for this book. Mm -hmm. Well, I don't know if he actually wrote them for the book, 
but he wrote them and they were published in this book. Right. Um, and they are fantastic. <laughs> As is, you know, the standard for Jeffrey Thomas. I don't think we've read anything by him that's ever been less than stellar. Yeah. I'm JT's got a got a really good knack for spinning a yarn in a limited amount of space. Mm-hmm. Yes, um, indeed. So, he, so you get two JT stories with this, I, and I should say that as of this um, recording, uh, there's not a print edition of this. It's a PDF that you can get from um, Drive Through RPG. Right, uh, fifteen dollars. Yeah. So, and we'll, we'll we'll put that link in the in the notes and everything. Right. Once you get through the story, the book itself gets a little problematic, I guess is the best way to, to talk about it, to, to um, describe it. Problematic? You know, I I'm really want to miss wor mince words here. Um, you know, it's it's a mess. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm wondering if just... If the book... It feels like it's rushed, mm -hmm. which is strange because it took five years to make the thing, but it just feels like it's rushed. Um, my biggest complaint is I have read a handful of Punktown stories, enough to kind of get the idea of what Punktown is all about. Mm -hmm. um, but I am by no means like a Punktown expert. And... I think that is probably anybody who has been exposed to Punktown. That's probably, I don't know, 85, 90% of the, of the people. Mm -hmm. um, of course, there are going to be people who've read everything because, you know, that's just how it is. But mm -hmm. I don't think the majority of, of people out there have read everything. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, this book is geared towards that smaller group. And you really have to know the ins and outs of the fiction to really get what's going on in this supplement. Mm -hmm. And to me, that um, it doesn't make for a good piece of, of um, role-playing literature. Mm -hmm. I definitely agree with you there. In fact, there is a note uh, in the introduction chapters that says it's one of the little blurb boxes that says that uh, a punk town GM should be uh, well read in the punk town books. And, you know, that's, that's not, that's not to me the, the greatest way to, to expose this, this particular property. Um, because as you say, it's, it's written and geared toward, um, the 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 group of people who have read everything in Punk Town, uh, but it's a gaming supplement, so it's trying to like capitalize on this Venn diagram where the two cross over, right? And it, I don't think it does a very good job of that. Um, if you you have to write these things to not the lowest common denominator, but to just like the lowest co common reasonable denominator mm -hmm. 
it's it's definitely a balancing act to to capture the feel of of a setting um and give enough information so somebody could come into it cold and and run a game um and and being in, in the space that you're allowed in 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 the size of a book this is only 150 some odd pages well, it's 150 pages, but you got to remember that there's two short stories and three scenarios. In right. There. Exactly. So, so, so really, it's like 70 pages or so of of gaming text. Mm -hmm. um, now, the, the the good thing is that they don't have to reinvent the wheel because it's created to plug into uh, BRP or Call of Cthulhu. Right. So you you you, don't, you you can make the assumption that if you're playing this game you're familiar with BRP because mm -hmm. I mean, that's just what it is. Right. <laughs> right. Um, you know, and we, we say that the, you know, the audience is very slim for it, but um, while conversion from sixth to seventh is easy, I just find it kind of uh, interesting and, and weird that a book for sixth edition Call of Cthulhu comes out four years after seventh edition. Yeah, see now that kind of speaks to this being rushed. Mm -hmm. um, I think now I may be wrong, but this is just through a little bit of detective work and a lot of inferring. Um, mm -hmm. It looks like at one point after Miskatonic River Press um, ceased. Mm -hmm. Chaosium uh, stepped in, mm -hmm. and and it probably threatened to take away the license, right? Um, which is totally within their rights, mm -hmm. uh, because the the way the way I understand um, Chaosium does their licensing is you get a um, a percentage; they get a percentage of sales, right? So I mean, they gave them this license, and they and these guys had I don't know how much the Kickstarter made. But it was a it was considerable, uh, thirteen thousand some odd dollars. Okay, so they got thirteen thousand dollars for this, and Chaosium didn't see a cent of it, right? At 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 this point, so mm -hmm. I'm thinking if I'm Chaosium, I'm I'm trying to you know get paid, right? And there was also a point in in time where uh, fifty percent of the book was re released to Kickstarter backers. Right, but I, but I think that was later in the game, and I think that fifty percent of the book that they're talking about is that seventy pages mm. of of actual game. I think it was they didn't have the scenarios written, and I don't know, maybe the um the fiction wasn't in there either. I think that was like the meat of the game right there. Right. So what what I'm thinking is Chaosium put a little bit of pressure on them, so they decided to you know uh, go with what they had. Mm. Um, and I don't think what they, I think what they had kind of stopped when Miskatonic River Press stopped. Right. So, I, so I think that it just, it's unfinished and, mm -hmm. and, and it, there's no flow to how it works. Um, a lot of it is, is information without context. So you'll get, um, when they're trying to describe the setting in the, in the opening chapter, um, instead of giving a really good overview of of Punktown and 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 
a feel for punk town it's just a laundry list of different um landmarks in mm. punk town with suggestions of how to to incorporate them into uh games right yep and um i will say the one thing that i did find find interesting that is very in keeping with punk town is the uh the random crime chart <laughs> Yeah, I mean, Punk Town <laughs> is trying to kill you, and it's just a D100 roll of various crimes that can happen to you, the player, when you're in, well, the character when you're in. Right. Punk Town. Well, and and it, and it seems to me that that the initial push for this um, was in the right place, and they had a really good start to what they wanted. Um, just unfortunately, as time went on, and you know, ideas grow cold. Um, and people get on with their lives and other projects that this wasn't on the fore forefront of their minds. And when it finally came, came around to having to like produce something for it, they kind of just slapped together what they had. Right. And um, without doing any further work on it. And because you could definitely see where it, where it's the beginning of the, of the creative process in a lot of these things. And, mm -hmm. and definitely some parts are more fleshed out than others. Like, um, like the bestiary at the end, mm -hmm. um, and, and the, uh, the cybernetics chapter looks, looks like, um, more advanced than some of the other chapters. More advanced, but still not very polished. Yeah. Yeah. No, nothing is polished, but, um, you, you can almost with the tell, exception of maybe the creature stat blocks. That looks like the only one hundred percent fully finished piece in the book. Right. So it's just really weird. Um, it's it's kind of it's a it's a shame because um, what you end up with is a fairly decent skeleton of a uh, like punk like a cthulhu punk setting mm -hmm. for for basic role-playing or call of cthulhu um but you don't have the actual punk town setting in there so it's like almost a generic like cyberpunk cthulhu punk thing happening oh you want to do cyberpunk in your call of cthulhu game um well here's some rules on cybernetics here's some cool alien species um you know, here's like some cool ideas for vehicles and weapons and stuff. Mm -hmm. um, and then a general message of make everything really dark. <laughs> right. And then, oh, and here's some like highlights of like, you know, things that you might recognize from hometown stories. Right. Exactly. Now let's, let's talk about the design of the book. Cause we say, we've said several times that it's unpolished. Um, and really reading through it, uh, for for this episode, it felt to me like I was, you know, people had waited six years to get a book that's thirty years old. Um, yeah, it, it has a very nineties aesthetic, you know, maybe you know, second, third edition Shadowrun, you know, vibe to it. Um, one of the things that uh, there were some really design choices. Yeah, well, there's there's one thing that really stands out <clears throat> in that um, the layout is not completely finished. Um, it goes through 
uh, alternating pages of a two-column format to a one-column form, column format. Yeah, and it's a little bit jarring because there are sometimes paragraph breaks yeah, it's uh, between pages. Uh, there is a watermark uh, ghost image of the cover photo it's, that only appears on the left-hand page. You know what? It's not even a. Um, it's not even from the cover. Oh, really? It's, it's um, it must be an alternate bit of the art. Mm -hmm. um, it's the same artist, I think, and the same kind of themes, but it's not from the cover. Ah, I would actually like to see that bit of art myself. Right, right. Uh, because like that cover photo, let's talk about the cover for a quick second. The cover is fantastic. The cover is really cool. The cover really captures like if. Like you look at this cover, it's got like a, a guy with a cybernetic eye on a, on like some freaky ass bug motorcycle shooting off a laser. It's got um one of the Chum, which are a human like alien race, standing on a on like a, a gun platform, and then it's got this uh, blue woman with a with a sniper rifle and. Mm -hmm. Like another guy on a motorcycle who's probably a chum and like some stuff going on in the background. And, you know, there's like some tentacled thing way in the back, like that looks like it's about to kaiju the city. Mm. I mean, it looks really fucking cool. And it like just on like a curb appeal, mm. <laughs> it's something that you would want to pick up. And right. honestly, I mean, that's one of the reasons why I picked it up is I saw this, this cover photo and I was like, wow, that looks really cool. Right. Right. And, and just to juxtapose the cover is really cool, but then you open it up and you're like, what the hell? Yeah. And then, and then you, it's like flashback to, you know, like uh late nineties, early two thousands, uh, chaosian style. Right. Well, uh, pretty much any anything style. Almost, I mean, there were times I was reading through it, and it seemed familiar to Vampire the Masquerade. Yeah, uh, you know those those early books, um, and and some other books that came out in that that time period. Um, you know, I don't begrudge anybody working in black and white. That's you know, it's fine. It's it's cheap for a print edition. It's easy to to work with. Um, you know, for a PDF or something like that. No, and, and I'll tell you, in 2012, mm -hmm. it's it's probably, um, you know, fairly contemporous for 2012. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, probably would have probably flown really well with, <laughs> with that, that year model, but not so much 2018. Yeah, so, um, you know, what with, with 7th edition Call of Cthulhu, and fifth edition Dungeons and Dragons mm -hmm. really like set the standards, I oh, think, yes. for layout. <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> Hi, Nick. And um uh, um and just production of these books. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, you know, and that carried that that seventh edition style carried over into the Pulp Cthulhu supplement, it carried over into Down Darker Trails. Well, not only that, but if you look at some of the third-party supplements that are being kickstarted and put out for Call of Cthulhu and Dungeons and Dragons, mm -hmm. they've they've you know they've fallen suit and yes. or followed suit and and put out some good-looking books. Mm -hmm. Absolutely, and, and and this and you get this and you're just kind of like, oh. I, I thought I was buying something for Call of Cthulhu, but I ended up buying 
uh, something for first edition uh, led um, Legend of the Five Ring. <laughs> now, yeah, it, there's definitely kind of a, that that older design aesthetic going on. Uh, there are the layout choices. Um, the artwork in a lot of cases is very large uh, for what it is, and uh, there are some some pieces in there that are just really hasty uh, Photoshop jobs uh, where yeah. photographs have been cut and and other elements pasted on top, layered on top or or drawn on top. And it adds this really awkward, um, almost amateurish feel to it. Uh, there's yeah. one large full page picture. Uh, that you can tell was just a manipulated photo because the, you can see the pixelation along where it was cut from the original photograph. And it's just, it, it it's disheartening because, in my opinion, Punk Town should have been um, up there with Pulp Cthulhu and, and uh, Down Darker Trails as a, as a main supplement world to play call of cthulhu you know some of this art kind of evokes that that 80s 90s um like punk band feel yeah like yeah. like for, for for like um you know band flyers mm -hmm. where it was like photoshop layers like literally like right. photocopying um pictures and and words and, and junk together like layer upon layer until you got like this band picture right this this weird collage sort of yeah thing. like some of it kind of reminds me of that mm -hmm. but uh, i think it, yeah i think it takes a little bit away from the aesthetic though yeah i think it, it's just like sending i guess it's like a mixed message yeah i would yeah mixed message i would i would go with that um, um yeah like just, it just can't decide what it wants to be mm -hmm. and you know, at a $15 price point, it's really hard to recommend this for 15 bucks. Right, as a PDF. Uh, right, as a, a $15 PDF. Uh, you can take $15 and go get three, sometimes four Punktown books uh, and and read those. Yeah, that, now don't, don't get us wrong. Um, P, some PDFs are worth the $15, $20 price point. Mm -hmm. uh, but they are not this. <laughs> right. right. Like, for for example, uh, if you wanted to go and buy a PDF of like Down Darker Trails, I think it'll be like around 25 bucks. Mm -hmm. I, I think usually Chaosium does half of what the retail is going to be is, is what they're going to charge for the PDF. Right, right. So I think it's around 25 bucks for Down Darker Trails. Right. And but and that that's worth it that's professionally done it looks good mm -hmm. you know and and you know it doesn't disappoint at all right um whereas this is just kind of oh, there's, there's no style right right um and it, there is some assembly required as well because you know if if you're coming to this you know uh, seventh edition took off really well. Uh, in the beginning, there were 
you know, people who, you know, were complaining, you know, the, the addition wars or rather addition skirmishes. Right. Um, but, you know, to, to play this with the current rule set. Um, and I honestly, if I were to play a cyberpunk or punk town setting, I would definitely, uh, you know, lean more toward using pulp. Um, because it seems to fit well with with the punk town setting right but you have to do a lot of conversion and right. well well once again it's not hard but still it's a little extra work for the gm right well 2012 uh call of cthulhu was sixth edition which mm -hmm. is what this is um and and basic role playing was still available mm -hmm. and that's still a supported um commodity so you know, the 2012, that's what they had to work with. But then again, you know, they didn't bother to go through and, um, you know, make it current. Right. Right. And truthfully, after this long of that long of a wait, six years, um, you know, really to do this and, and do it, I, I really think it should have gone through the update process. I think it totally should have, um, which is another part of my in inference that um, Chaosium was just like, yeah, just get it the fuck out. Uh, because right. Cha Chaosium, if you want to um, contribute to the Miskatonic repository, which is their, um, you know, their homebrew uh, campaign or, or um, Mm -hmm. it's, it's Mo the, module right um, thing the equivalent of uh dungeon master's guild right you have to do it for seventh edition mm -hmm. i mean you have to write it completely for seventh edition um as a matter of fact the uh the the japanese thing we did mm -hmm. um at the mountain village yes that uh they don't have seventh edition in japan right now i know it's currently being um translated Mm -hmm. But but um, when Godot wrote that, they play sixth edition. He had to have it translated and converted to seventh edition, right? To, um, to be able to put to, it to up, to be able to put it up on the repository. Mm -hmm. So it just this being put out for for sixth edition just speaks to like Chaosium must have just been like, get it out, just get it. We want to close the book on this. Get mm -hmm. it done. And that seems to be the 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 operating term is you know get it out and close the book, um, because we've seen very little promotion of it after the initial release. Yeah, it's weird. Folks it's were weird. like, "Hey, it's out," and then psh, crickets. Yeah, there was one review mm -hmm. on um, uh, RPG.net, and I I'm convinced that the guy who did the review didn't read the book. <laughs> right. Um, just because it, it, you know, it just, I think he wrote a review about what he wanted it to be as opposed to what it actually is, mm -hmm. which it, man, it's a shame that, that they were unable to get it to the point where someone can pick it up and run it and play it without having to, uh, you know, read every punk town book. Right. Not that you shouldn't read every punk town book. Right. Which you definitely should read every punk town book. Well, you should definitely read punk town. Right. But but 
it, it's a shame that that they couldn't you know make it they didn't get to the point where they could do that um right and and all it really would have taken was scrubbing that initial chapter um and and rewriting it so mm -hmm. that it, it kind of like just gave a an overview mm -hmm. of of punk town instead of um a travelogue right yes yeah like a tourist brochure or something like that um, yeah i'm I've, I've like um if you look at um uh what's it called for fate the the superhero one for fate not not the one we're playing venture city we're, no the one um ross um no. wrote um uh um anyway god it, it's like escaping me uh base raiders base raiders okay so if you look at base raiders and you could you could pick up that game without having ever read a comic book because mm -hmm. the opening chapter gives you a history of that world and all the pertinent event pertinent events in that world and a way to make it yours right right and then it gives you the rules of the game mm-hmm and this could have done the same thing, but they didn't. And you come out of reading that first chapter no more um, aware of what Punk Town is than when you went into it. Right. Except, you know, now you know there's a mall and there's an underground and there's another city and another dimension. And it's just like a confusing mess. It's and, and, and the number of restaurants. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And they give you, they give you like little brief... <laughs> Uh, overviews of the society but you know even then you know, like the stat blocks for the various uh, species that live in punk town all the various humanoids is, is 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 still a little messy you have to hunt a little bit to find everything it's all embedded in a paragraph yeah um, it's just it's a shame because you just don't come away from reading this with any sense of what punk town is yeah definitely not um it did it did make me want to play some some cyberpunk call of cthulhu um <laughs> but uh yeah it just make makes me want to get the toolbox out and and start tinkering around and and going my own direction rather than trying to repair this book for, yeah. for you know personal play and i think the other thing is if you I think if you do if you were familiar with Punk Town, like you you've you know familiar enough that like more than I am. Mm -hmm. Um and you're familiar enough with uh Call of Cthulhu or Pulp Cthulhu, um, I think you you could run a, a good Punk Town game using mm -hmm. this. But you shouldn't have to. You shouldn't have to have that that knowledge preloaded. Right, right. It should, it should be available in the supplement you bought that, that is supposed to tell you how to run a Punk Town game using mm -hmm. Call of Cthulhu. Um, you know, there, there could have at least been a section on how to run a Punk Town game. Because honestly, uh, this is just coming from a, a, a GM's perspective, you know, it's my belief that you can take any system mm. and run any type of game you want in that system as long as you yourself have, you know, a, a passable knowledge of the setting you're trying to, to, to run. For example, Nippon no Kage. 
there's no, um, you know, Bushido or um, L5R for Call of Cthulhu. As far as I know, there's not. Right. Um, But, you know, with very minimal work, I was able to plug plug that setting and and run with it. Mm -hmm. So technically, yeah, you don't really need a, if you're familiar enough with Punk Town, you don't need a book to run it. Right? Right. The book should be for people who aren't familiar enough, but want to do it. You know, that that should be like, oh, I'm very familiar with Punk Town. Um, let me write down what I know, so you don't have to. Mm-hmm. And, and let me tweak the existing rules to accommodate that. Right. And and this book just does not do that. Right. It doesn't. And so. Really, I guess. I guess. Final thoughts. Um, worth the price point? Yes or no? Mm, no, I would wait for it to go into the. If there's such a thing as the um, drive through RPG bargain bin, mm-hmm. I would wait. I would wait for that. Right, um, right. So, and and sometimes they actually, what what drive through RPG will do. <clears throat> well, every day they have a deal of the day. Mm-hmm. Um, where they'll take something and you know slash it like half half off eighty percent off something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so I wait for for that if that happens, right. or or you know during one of like every once in a while they have a sale on all Cthulhu products. Right. You know that's when I would buy it. I'd buy it when it was a little bit cheaper than fifteen dollars. Yeah. Um. I was I was actually thinking about it the other day. Um. For, for what you can get out of it, because really you can get it. You, it's useful kind of as a source book for, for a creative GM um, to look through and pull different things and go, you know, this is a monster from punk town, you know, let's put it in this game or that game or whatever, or this, this type of weapon or whatever it happens to be. But $15 for pretty much a, a toolkit is a bit steep. I, I would say, you know, it would be worth it at like maybe five bucks, maybe seven yeah. bucks. Yeah. Um, I agree. Just, to, just to have in your collection one, if you're a punk town completist and you have to have every possible punk town thing. Um, and right, that is just for the stories, <laughs> right? Just for the stories. Um, but if you're an RPG connoisseur and a fan of, uh, sixth edition or BRP or or seventh edition and pulp, um, you know, yeah, it would need to be at least half this price to uh, to make it worth the buy as as a as a tool. Um, and the other thing is, you know, maybe this book would have been better served as as a system neutral source book. Mm. Maybe, but you still have the same problem of not conveying what Punk Town is. Right, right. But I think I think if if you were able to eliminate the specific mechanics, you would have more space to to get that idea across. Yeah, I but then again, that would also take a little more uh, a little more work than what we see in the final product. Yeah, I don't. I honestly don't think the issue is space. I think really the issue is um, time. They just didn't have time to work on it. And then, you know, um, 
the 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 source was cut off. I'm thoroughly convinced that when um, you know, when it when it first closed down, mm-hmm. um, the Scotonic River Press first closed down, like whoever was working on it, why would they continue? Right. I mean, that you know, what's their motivation to continue? Um, all those guys, you know, there's like I don't want to name names, but there's like some like famous Cthulhu people involved in this. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, what's what's the motivation? Uh, you know, putting out a good product that's that's worthy of the the property that you're adapting. Yeah, but the but that you know the publisher that's the publisher's um, motivation, mm-hmm. and the publisher without a publisher telling you to do stuff. You know, you're just gonna work for free. I like just because I don't think any of these people are in without their quote unquote day jobs. Right. <laughs> I don't think like that's like their primary job is to sit around and uh, you know come up with role playing stuff. You know, all these guys because that doesn't pay a lot. All these guys right. have to you know do their day jobs and stuff, and they have other projects to work on. Um, you know, at least two of these guys are fiction editors. At other, um, you know, three of them are, are you know, involved in other publishing companies. Mm. So, right. you know, they've right. got other okay. jobs to do. And then you have like this languishing, you know, vanity project Kickstarter thing that's not happening. Mm-hmm. You know, I think, I think, um, you know, you have between that pressure put on by like the license owner. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Well, you know, in, 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 you know, with that, all that said, maybe, maybe the solution was to have just let it languish, let it disappear, and then try again. Yeah, maybe, but you had what, $13,000 of, um, yeah, we, uh, you know, we're not even going to speculate on on that side of it. Yeah. You know, you know, you can't like I. From what I understand, now Kickstarter comes down hard on um, people who just like you know take the money and run. Mm-hmm. So and, yeah, I, I I get that, but you know, I really don't think that it's it's much of a service to anyone that was involved in the project and any of the backers and any fans of of role playing that you know it became this 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 chore essentially. Yeah, I think that I think you hit the nail on the head. I think a, a, after a, a certain point, it just became a chore, something that had to get done, get it out there, right? Get it out there, get it on a shelf, you know. But or, yeah, virtual shelf or whatever. Yeah, the virtual shelf. But you know, for for what people you know were promised, and what was actually delivered, regardless of the circumstances of it. It just it it's it's a letdown. I mean, it's it's really hard to, oh, to yeah. trust I, Kickstarter projects in the future. Well, yeah. I don't I don't know if I go that far. I mean, like there's like a ton of Kickstarter projects that I've backed. Mm-hmm. Well, not a ton, but you know, most of the ninety nine percent of what I've backed on Kickstarter, you know, came through with what they promised. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, in in you know fairly decent form. Right. Um, Others think, not I quite just, so much. Yeah, I just think that that at, at 
this was just like the perfect storm that made it fail. Like it, it was, I don't think it was any one thing. I think all these just different circumstances happened and snowballed until, like you said, finally it was just a chore. It had to be done, mm-hmm. and they and they got it out. Um, and and it's unfortunate, you know. But you know, I don't think anybody involved did anything maliciously. No, I, well, I think yeah, it, I wouldn't I think, say maliciously, but you know that that kind of laziness set in. Yeah, and I think after, after we like, have to do this, right? Oh yeah, we got to get the Kickstarter thing out. And you know, for all we know, what what we have here was all written at the time that it all collapsed, and that's mm-hmm. why you have what you have because you know that's what happened. That's right. what 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 um, um, MRP had when they when they stopped, and when Chronicle City picked it up, you know, this is what they they had to work with. Right, you know those those details. You know, well, people know about them, not me. <laughs> right, but but just like just looking at the the history of the project and what what actually came out of the project, it just seems like that's what happened. Like there was a, just a point where creation stopped, mm-hmm. and they just like published what they had, and I th- I think possibly the scenarios might have been written afterwards and i think it i almost kind of get the feeling that because they said they had 50 percent of the book done they were just waiting on scenarios mm-hmm. and i think that became the focus was getting those scenarios done right but you know as, as it stands the scenarios are kind of unplayable well i don't know if i'd say unplayable I don't think they'd be as much fun without, you know, knowing about this, without, you know, knowledge of the setting that the book just doesn't give you. Mm-hmm. But they might be, they, you know, playable is different from uh, do they set out to do what um, the author of the scenario wanted done. Mm-hmm. And that's a whole new, that's a whole diff- different ball of wax. I mean, yeah. Well, there, there you have it. Uh, Punk Town, the role-playing supplement for 6th edition Call of Cthulhu and BRP. Um, a bit of a fail. Yeah. And that's all the time we have for today. Uh, catch us next time. And until then... Keep 30. Keep 30 luck points. <laughs>